0: It was a way to give, show respect to the audience and respect
1: your own business. It was a way to protect it. I am Mr. Retriever.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, heels and Faces Casual, wrestler, fans, and all you smart marks,
1: I am Mr. Richard Moon. And I'm K-Fabe AJ. And
0: I'm K-Fabe Focus. And this is K-Fabe Avenue. And tonight, we're doing a Saturday Night Dynamite.
1: Saturday Night Dynamite. On uh,
2: Saturdays, it actually
1: watch wrestling. Uh, it actually doesn't sound too bad, but yeah, we're used to watching Dynamite on Wednesday, so it's a special occurrence, or they want to mark it like it's a special occurrence. In reality, NBA has taken precedence over Wednesday night. So they had to move Dynamite to Saturday. And um, even though it started at 6 o'clock, we still had to wait about 20 minutes after 6 just to start Dynamite. I,
0: I didn't watch until this morning, so I didn't really.
1: No, it bothered me because I'm thinking I'm bugging out. I don't got the right channel. Like, where, you know – Where's Dynamite and then it, I had to I, wait for the NBA game to finish. It
2: did
0: also say like immediately after the NBA game. Like, so
1: No. You stick to six o'clock, man. They can't though. They, exactly <laughs> they don't know exactly when the game ends.
0: Specifically six zero five. They don't know exactly when the is gonna end
1: though. All right, so uh <laughs> um, let's let's start off by running down the the card of, of Dynamite. We started yes. off with FTR versus private party Let's
2: get it started oh, now, no, I no, don't I don't
1: know really where versus. this uh I don't know where this match came from I'm thinking is just a product of the ranking system
2: I, it, it most likely is because I think private is like five and then FTR is like one so I'm guessing um you know the private party was getting chat was challenging FTRs to raise themselves in the rankings and maybe put FTRs at number two
1: yeah so you started from what? Internet beef. Internet beef? Yeah. So they were mentioning the rankings kind of heavy, and one of the big things about this match was actually what was on the outside officially in FTR gear was Tully Blanchard. Uh-oh. The and they, they're, they've And offici- he's officially taken on FTR as his tag team to manage. Ooh. And, you know, just more breadcrumbs and more breadcrumbs. Leading towards an eventual uh four horsemen rehash or uh reboot in 2020, maybe 2021. This is a
0: really, this is a really good match. And uh, Private Party could really benefit from wrestling FTR style, the clash of styles really benefited. with was a hard hitting in clash of styles of match. It was, it, was it was
1: good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I still feel like Private Party has a long way to go as far as being a top tag team. They're great, you know as as is, but I feel like they're just there. I don't feel like there's any real importance behind private party. Like they don't give me a, a big reason to care about them.
2: I feel like that we already made it past their gimmick. of them being, you know, private party, you know, they can't have the party anymore. So now they're just private. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a big thing. Cause you know, they they can't have uh, their gimmick there. So not, like I said, we moved past that. And I was like, well, what do you guys have there to show for it? And it's like, well, they got flips. And it's like, well, okay, everybody else got flips too. So yeah. you got to find a way to make yourself uh, differentiate and
1: everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, these guys are young. They're, they're in their low 20s, so they still have a lot of time to grind up and, and get their act together and you know, eventually evolve into who they're going to be in, you know, down the line. But I want to see more growth from private party. I don't want to really see them behind Matt Hardy because I feel like Matt Hardy's too big for them. Like, I want to see Matt doing his own thing.
2: Well, the thing with Matt Hardy was he was trying to be the Michael Hayes version of himself, trying to um, manage um, private Party so they could be more like the brood or something. However, you know, it seems like they're not really going for that angle anymore anyways.
1: I mean, I didn't really care for that angle. But um of course we have FTR being the winners of that match. And uh what you guys what you guys actually think about the match overall?
0: Uh, it was a good match. It was a good show for, for both. It was flips versus fists. Yeah, you said about private party growing. I think this match showed their growth because they were in the match with two people that completely were opposite their styles and they weren't just flipping around the entire time. There was a lot of wrestling holes, a lot of good wrestling holes in their own style. So I think private party going against FTRs is good for a private party and their growth.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I talk about growth, I don't mean as far as in-ring. Like, they're great in-ring. I have no problem with that. I'm saying as far as growth in character, like personality and actually making the fans want to see them.
2: I think in, as far as in-ring goes, they need a lot more work as far as timing and such. Um, especially when they're setting up them dive spots where, you know, you have your opponent there for more than five seconds. And then next thing you know, they're just standing there like, what are we going to do? Are you going to just fall on me or right? You know, it's kind of creates a weird, it creates a weird dynamic where, yeah, we're about to fall on you, but you know, make sure you catch me. And it's like the audience could see that. I
1: feel like we can always see their spots before they, you know, telegraph, do yeah. them. Yeah. They telegraph their spots way too early. Yeah. That's been my biggest problem with uh, private party, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's one of the detriments of, of of the whole COVID thing. They, you know, can't get as many reps as you usually, as as you usually would. And AEW never did house shows, and they won't probably have a chance to do house shows for a while. You know, so they need they, they, they need those reps. You know, they need they need those reps. They need those reps.
1: So next up, we have John Moxley cutting the backstage promo on uh, MJF, and pretty much accepting his little challenge for the title and pretty much talking about the difference between the two and Moxley's kind of, you know, the more action-oriented type of person and MJF is all talk, so he wants to see if, like, the the action matches all the hype of the talk and MJF is pretty much saying he's the future of AEW and Moxley says, I agree, but let's see what you got against me. To even get to be in the future of AEW Prove that So more from that And uh, well,
2: There's one thing I also want to mention That he said He said that it's looking like Within 14 months He's probably not going to be even be wrestling
1: Yeah that would I don't know if he he. I don't know if that was, I don't a know if that was a, yeah, or or, or, or was just a promo thing. Yeah, it, but that seemed like a pretty like spot on time frame, a little, like a contractual time frame. It
2: like he was shooting from the hip.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like he was being serious.
1: So we. It was like
2: he was dead ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he
0: might he might have been he he might have been, but I mean you know a lot of the times you know they don't have scripted promos, so you know they could just be. Talking about, I mean, who knows? We'll see. I guess we'll see in eighteen months. That was that was very. Uh, very that, that was, was very, very spot on. Yeah. yeah so
1: we go to commercial break and we come back, and it's MJF's uh, state of the resting address. Another rebuttal to John Moxley, and in okay, this okay, one,
2: okay, wait, wait, wait. Before, before we get into the promo, can I just say the stable that MJF just built is looking pretty good. Because first of all, you have MJF. Now you have Wardlow, and now you have Lee Daniels, who MJF, cho- MJF chose to be, to take his spot when he was recreating the Samoa Joe MJF angle. So he, so it actually gave him the co-sign of Lee Daniels. Well, get- so, and you see Lee Daniels in the background, and if you don't have been watching Dark, Lee Daniels has been reluctant to wear the MJF pins. And, and that last episode of Dark, Wardlow actually came out to give him the, the penitent to wear it. But then he everything. win though? I mean, he's on like what, 21 losses yeah, already? Like, Damn. I mean like, but then, that, but, then, but, then but but you know he's still he's still a dark competitor. You know he has to pay his dues. Yeah but well, he he's he, he, he pretty player. good in the ring so you never know where where, where or that might go, oh, especially when they put him with MJF how you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure that you know and even and even like that that lawyer that was doing that, that that was cutting that promo is he like an independent type of wrestler or something yeah he was pretty
0: funny everybody that MGF has on that team is funny you, even with the girl like sitting there smiling in the background the entire time like he told her to smile <laughs> like, it, it's it's funny it, it's a funny thing you got going he's trying, he's trying to get the the paradigm shift of uh, a uh, band because he, he had neck brace on and his lawyer was talking about he's going to try to sue adw other, uh, other, known, uh,
2: as, other known as the double arm Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I mean that that would be an interesting dynamic if they can. I think that I think that would be an interesting little caveat if they can if MGS can swarm his way into getting the the paradigm shift band. That would change tra- that would change the, the dynamic. Of it. I
1: think that's eventually where they're gonna lead to, and uh, that's probably gonna be the big stipulation of their match. Yeah. In general, like paradigm shift band, so Moxley, you know, is going in with a slight handicap. Mm-hmm. So um. Probably go he'll have to, to find a new way to finish him. I'll yeah.
2: probably use his headlock driver.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'll do something. But yeah, I think that's gonna be, yeah. We'll probably see Moxley without the without the paradigm So
1: yeah. yeah, I mean it's Moxley. He'll yeah. find another way. Exactly. Probably beat him into submission?
0: Yeah,
1: that. <laughs> um next up we have the Lucha Brothers, the Butcher and the Blade versus the Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express. So
2: I'm not gonna lie, I, I I was not paying attention to this match. What's I didn't fun? really care
1: for this match. I mean, I, I paid attention to the most part of it, but I didn't care for it. It was another one of those aw kind of smashing teams together just to give more showtime for everybody. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but recently they've been like on a current like a, a, a back-to-back wave of like f- eight man matches and t- six man matches and tw- 12 man matches and it's like i want to like scale it back sometimes and pay attention to two specific teams get the character v- development for two specific teams yeah. now the actual match to me was the throwaway it um it wasn't bad it wasn't necessarily the greatest thing to keep my eye, yeah. but the developments at the end of the match. That's,
0: what it was about. that's,
1: that's really what this was about, and yeah. that's why it really made sense for this even to happen. So we have yeah. Eddie Kingston comes out at the end. Uh, the Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express pull off the win. Eddie Kingston comes out and, you know, anytime he comes out with a mic, you already know he's about to light, light the crowd on fire, yeah, you right. know, yeah, light somebody up in that ring. So this one was actually like a motivational thing mm-hmm. and he's trying to get the Lucha Brothers and uh, the Butch and the Blade to coexist saying, you know, basically we all know each other from the Indies. We kind of ran ran together. We came up in this together. Let's unify and let's start taking over. Like, yeah,
0: almost, almost you right guys
1: right? are great, but none of you guys have a tag team title. You know, you guys are some of the best wrestlers, period, but what are you really doing? Um, I think this is going to be more self-serving for Eddie Kingston, more so than him actually trying to help these guys. But yeah. who knows, this, this this stable might go somewhere. Me personally, I feel like the Lucha Brothers have been in limbo. First of all, you have your uh, tag team, no titles to come from it. You kind of drifted from uh, – you lost position in the rankings due to COVID and all that. Mm. That's understood. But then you had this dark triangle stable with that, Pac. Yeah, that Death Triangle uh, with Pac that fell through, of course, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Lucha Brothers are needed in a stable. Now, if it was just Butcher and the Blade and maybe Eddie Kingston, those are the guys he wanted to recruit. Okay, I can see that because the Butcher and the Blade have been like drifting away from that Butcher Blade gimmick. They lost the Bunny, so you, you know, to the Natural Nightmare. So. What what's the point of keeping that gimmick? I understand them shifting them and going to the stable, but the Lucha brothers are, are so diverse in by themselves that I feel like they didn't need to join the stable.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what turns out from this. If this is official stable or yeah, you know,
2: we'll we'll see. Are you
1: behind the stable? No. No.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't I don't If it I, is a stable. They should they should have just they should have involved Eddie Kingston into it. Because I if they would have been the butcher, the blade and the brothers because they've been doing that for the past couple of weeks. But to put Eddie Kingston on now, you have a mouthpiece and everything, it's getting a little bit too many members. It's like, what, five this is this MWO already?
1: And that's the thing. AW, I love the stable work that they do and the building people in a group. But you're kind of oversaturating. Yeah. You only have one show. You only have Dynamite for all these main storylines to be produced on. So now we have about 12 members in Dark Order. The Elite already has about four or five members. If you want to count Cody, which we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But the Elite, we have the Inner Circle with about five, six members. We have uh, who else? You know, there's there's multiple stables on this. We have Jurassic Express. We have the best friends. 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 Those don't bother me so much for the eventual debut of like a six-man tag team title. But these groups that are like four plus – like, we're starting to get, like, oversaturated with, with those kind of groups. So, it's like, who's really in a position of power? Who's really a dominant stable? Like, not everybody has enough to go for to warrant that many stables, I feel. We'll, we'll, see.
0: we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. AEW, they usually, you know. Yeah, we'll I mean, things
1: things, things things been looking up as far as the stables go, but I just don't want them to oversaturate it. Next up, we have Dr. Britt Baker with Penelope. Penelope Ford, excuse me, and Kip Sabian, uh, they do a pretty much like a backstage segment, mm-hmm. and um, we have Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford just like kissing all over. Bert Baker puts a two cents about um, her and being and a dentist and kissing and, and the
2: changing and everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: All, all that doctor dentist stuff. So um, pretty much they go on to address Big Swole. Daring her to put, like, her money with her mouth is. And um, that's pretty much how the segment wraps. I know coming up in the next Dynamite, I believe, it's going to be um, Swole versus Penelope Ford and, I think, Britt Baker and her other henchmen. Rebel. Yeah, Rebel in a handicap yes, it's, match. Yes, it's going to be a handicap match. So that's the development on that. Next up, we have Tony Schiavone interviewing Orange Cassidy, which ends up being crashed by La Champion. Now, the first thing I wanted to mention before we even get into the match, into the segment, was the fact that me and folks were here watching it. We were joking, like, what happens if like Orange Cassidy gets like his own drink? Like he should have his own drink, Focus as – and. We're like, yeah, it should be like orange flavored or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, at first when he said that, I'm like, wait, so you try, you're saying the Orange Cassidy match? The next thing we know, we have a Mimosa a Mania match.
0: Mimosa Mayhem. Mayhem. Mimosa
1: Mayhem. M- mimosa Mayhem match, which is a 600-gallon tank on the side Filled with orange juice and a little bit of the bubbly, which is basically orange-flavored wine. So it's, like, literally what the hell we was just talking about. We we literally, like, predicted the segment as we were watching the segment. And basically, they're going to have their rubber match. They each got to win over each other. It's going to happen at all out. The way to win is pinfall submission or throwing your opponent into the 600-gallon of little bit of bubbly mixed with OJ – So, obviously, somebody's getting tossed in that. We're obviously going to see that all out. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Like, Chris Jericho definitely has a knack for bringing people up, and Orange Cassidy has been benefiting from it. Yes. So, the next matchup we have is Dark Order versus The Elite. So, the actual Elite of Kenny Omega and The Young Bucks. Taken on three, John four, Silver, three, four, Alex five. Reynolds four. and Alan Angels like focus at 3, 4, and 5 from the Dark Order. I, I like that. So what do you guys think about this matchup?
2: Um, I, I just want to say that Alex Reynolds and John Silver are a great tag team. And Alan Angel has been uh showing improving um that he could go toe-to-toe with the best in AEW especially since he was relatively unknown before AEW. I'm, like, you could probably look on YouTube. He probably has, like, five to ten matches on there, if you put in his name. Mm-hmm. But other than that, is he's starting to look like a star. Um, you know, he's number five. So we'll see what happens because, you know, he, he, he seems like the more aggressive one out of uh, three, four, and five.
0: They made, I feel like they made a mistake with his booking. They should have actually had the Dark Order
1: win. They should have. They should
2: have. Dark Order should have won. There's no reason why the Elite should have won this. Yeah,
1: they won. Yeah, the the Elite won, and they still had a little bit of, like, dissension amongst them because it showed, like, Kenny Omega was upset, and the Bucks were trying to calm him down after the match. So we're seeing that kind of, like, all around when it comes to the Elite. We have Kenny having a little bit of tension with Hangman. Hangman's already told them how he feels about the rest of the crew. It's really just the Bucks that are 100% still sticking together. And I'm really waiting for the implosion of the Elite. I feel like being a group is holding each other back. Like, for instance, Hangman versus Matt, that was personal. That should have been a one-on-one or should have led to a continuation of that storyline. Like, they are going to continue it down the line. Obviously, everything's been Brett comes, and obviously they're waiting for certain blow-off matches when the crowds officially come back. But that was, like, the interesting part. The, is Hangman going to turn on Kenny? Is uh, Hangman going to put up with Matt? Like, they've been teasing the dissension so long, and then now it's like, what's the point of the league? We have big things happen in, in, in this Dynamite, which we we'll get into as we get to it, but... The elite is like picking and choosing when they want to be the elite. I feel
2: like they just help each other I, out. I feel like I, if it if it wasn't for yeah, COVID, so. the elite would have already been broken up. They would have already. I think so too. Bad. Yeah, yeah. They just they just, they so, just, they, so, just, they just yeah. on them to bring in the crowd, finish their elite storyline, and then break them up. That's because what because that's basically what it seems like.
0: Yeah, I feel like they help each other out with storyline. I feel like the storyline is more interesting because they are working together, and it might be some dissension. I feel like they made a booking error. They they really should have... They, re- they really should have just... They really should have had a Dark Order win this, a surprise roll-up. They don't really do surprise roll up, so it's okay. Do a surprise roll-up. That gives Kenny even more reason to be angry because Kenny's turning him back into the cleaner. We see that. Yeah.
1: So He needs know, to. You
2: know? So he needs to. He me, hasn't been he, taken he, serious I enough. I mean, he's, we got DDT Kenny, so...
1: I don't like DDT Kenny. He's too funny, too jokey. He's not serious. I like the cleaner. I like... New Japan Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega, I mean, but the guy who's giving you six seven star Meltzer uh, Kenny uh, matches, Omega you know. Has
0: lost
1: in yeah, but still. That's booking. Yep. Um. Moving on, we have the uh, Tully Blanchard uh, backstage with FTR, and that's where they officially explain that they are, you know, being managed by Tully going forward. They
2: also. They also, they, they also set up a couple of plot points that says, um. What's it? Dax, he faked the injury to go in the back. So Hangman man could go in the back as well. Um, which you can't you shouldn't do that during the fucking match.
1: No, but it's smart. You You wanna wanna see where the alliances lie? You wanna see where the a a match that doesn't really matter, it has no really high stakes, Mm -hmm. and it's uh Twelve man match, yeah. Why not? That's it's an eight, best, eight man match. Why not?
0: That's that's the best time you can.
2: Because you said he wanted to see if he could trust them. That what, what better well, uh,
1: the, you, the only will, person. You
2: expect the whole team to go to go to the backstage with you. I mean, courtesy backstage?
1: sake, we just had a match all together. I get hurt in in the match. Yeah, I expect my teammates to show, you know, concern.
0: During the I, the, I think I think he was specifically looking for hey man. That's what cases. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, but, it was, it
2: the, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But for, for all of us to see who would be the trust. No, of they course not. They I mean, they're
1: they the FTR are being booked in in a way that they're the reason for the dissension between the elite for the most part. Yeah. The reason for Hangman to get pulled away and probably join the future for Horseman Stable. Uh, probably along with Cody down the line. Um, yeah. one one thing that's absent is Sean Spears. Sean Spears is yeah, he's kind of hanging in the balance. I think he's been on dark yeah, I mean, uh, me, a few times.
2: He
0: yeah, still so manages him. He actually just,
1: just had a little interview. Um, I forgot who he interviewed with, but he did mention his his partnership with Tully and and um, he, that's still that's still a yeah, I thing. No,
2: I think we'll Tully, I think Tully's gonna betray him. Probably, maybe. Mike Tulli, I mean,
1: Sean Spear has a good look. He could actually <laughs> be a good part of uh the Four Horsemen. Yeah. I think if anybody. Needs that rub, it would be Sean Spears. Yeah. So, moving on, we have Darby Allen versus Will Hobbs. Not too familiar with Will Hobbs, He's um, He's but pretty decent match. Looks like a big guy, looks like he can hold his own. Obviously, this is uh, just a little showcase for him, but something for Darby Allen to kind of run through and look strong. Yeah. And obviously, Darby Allen did just that. At the end, uh, we have Taz telling. Uh, jr and are commissary They has a new member of the task crew and it's funny that the guy's name is darby as well when it mm-hmm. comes out it's actually uh ricky starks in darby That's allen makeup <laughs> yeah you know taunting him and uh know. Ends up with him in the machine, Brian Cage beating the hell out of him. That comment
0: that Ricky Stark said, he was like, My name is Darby Allen, I like turtles. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, he looks like that kid kid. from the turtles. Yeah, (laughs) that's the first thing I ever said when I saw Darby (laughs) Allen, and it didn't take a meme, it didn't. That's the first thing that popped in my head. He looks like that kid, but good segment, uh, shows more personality for Ricky Starks, which me personally, I want to learn more about the guy. I know he's had a stint in NWA, which is seeming Ooh. to be more partnered yes, 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 with yes, AEW. Yes. We'll get to that, but oh, uh, yeah, I want to see more from uh, Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And moving on, we have. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you move, I just want to say this: I want them. I want to see them do something with the F. I want to see Brian Cage versus Darby Allen for the FTR But I feel like well, here's the thing: if you're going to introduce the belt.
1: FTW, yeah, FTW belt.
0: Yeah, didn't FTW belt. I mean, if you're gonna have the FTW belt, if you're gonna bring it out, you might as well defend it. I mean, if it's there, you might as well defend it. I'm just saying, I don't. Yeah, I'm just saying, if it's there, you might as well just.
1: Down the line, but it's time for that. The belt's fairly new. There's a lot going on storyline-wise as far as the titles go. So there's time for that. That's true. Um We're still finding some grounding for Taz's crew. Yeah. Um, moving along, we have. Matt Hardy giving a receipt to Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara's out during the commercial break doing his usual sign thing, which is hilarious. Matt Hardy comes out, and if you wasn't watching during the commercial break, you missed it because he beat the hell. Yeah, he did. Beat the living hell out of Sammy Guevara. was trying to give him a, a real receipt and throw the chair, the same chair that was used to bust him open. As uh, Sammy Guevara trying to do the same thing, Sammy ends up through tables, the whole nine. So this is a good storyline. It's it's still heating up. And we're still seeing, like, bits of different personalities of Matt Mm -hmm. while he was, like, angry and passionate, trying to whoop his ass. You kind of see the broken personality, you know, fighting to come out of him, resisting that. So, what do you guys think about that real quick?
2: I think Identity Crisis match is probably the best match that we probably can get. Yeah. Um, this led to a tables match, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't remember. Is this AEW's first tables match? This is the AEW's first tables match from my. No, problem. it's not. Nyla Rose had a tables match. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it's first, like first, first men's second, first tables first match. Men's tables yeah. match. Yeah. So hopefully
0: My only issue done. with this is maybe they don't have on a at all out, but they're doing this so uh, next Thursday instead of at, at all out. And I feel like they like you know they 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 just built enough. They built enough to their. They built up enough steam to finish you know, all out.
1: Yeah. You know. So moving on, we have the finals of the Nightmare Sisters versus Eva Lee and Diamante for the trophy and some medals commemorating the the tournament. We have Saul Guerrero, the daughter of Eddie Guerrero, announcing them. So pretty prestigious yeah, in that. Uh, good match for the most part. I thought honestly that Brandy and and um, and the Bunny, I forgot her name, Ali. We're going to pull off this was their way to be the Nightmare Sisters. But I'm glad they gave us the reversal of that. Yeah. It was actually a great day for Puerto Ricans on uh, t- uh, Saturday night in uh, wrestling with – Lee's actually pulling off the win, mm-hmm. and the Diamante uh, being Cuban, good good night for Hispanic wrestling. More
0: than likely, they probably they got signed to a contract they're not going to
1: have. Them. Yeah, they're not going to win for no reason. And I've been dying for Ivelisse to do more, yes. dying for Ivelisse to be officially AEW. So this looks like the sign of that. Yep. And they try to give them flowers. They threw the flowers down. They're like, no, we're going to be taken serious. It's about our culture. It's about representing. They had uh, the Cuban, the Puerto Rican flags out there. So that's a good look, and kudos, hats off to AEW for their use of Hispanic and minority characters. Like you look at the other show, and it's, it's just not happening there. Um Moving off from that, the main event.
0: Wait, wait, wait! Before you get to the main event, there was a segment, and it has directly co- uh, connects to the women's the women's division. You have. You had you had you had oh my gosh, why is her name slipping from me? Oh my gosh, NWA. We had
1: um Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa from NWA. Yes. yes Rosa. She officially debuted on A- A- AW. She's going after Sheeta. Mm-hmm. She showed up with the NWA women's championship. Yep. So Michael will we see Champions? more championship exchanges between NWA and AEW? Okay. Okay. That seems like the case um going forward. You know what I, I want to see her win. I want to see her beat Shida. I want to see
2: Thunder Rosa I f- too. I feel like um, Thunder Rosa should have brought out her um, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Universal Championship because I feel like that's something that Sheeta would probably would have wanted to compete for since he's a Joshi and everything. So, I mean, and if Thunder Rosa wins the AEW title, she's technically Thunder three titles.
0: Maybe, but that's a, it's an
1: interesting process we got with the NWA coming into the AEW possibly. Interesting, interesting. I can't wait for that. And Thunder Rose is a real big name on the indie scene, so we can expect a lot more from the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the final segment of the night, which was pretty quick, so we won't you know, hesitate on running through this. Brody Lee versus Cody for the TNT Championship. Cody has this open thing where – Everyone can challenge. Everyone gets a shot almost every week on uh, Dynamite. It was a squash fest.
0: Yo, man. Cody <laughs> came out with a little bit of a flurry, and then after that, Mr. Brody Lee put hands and feet
2: on that man.
1: Hands, feet, power bombs. The whole nine yards, everything you could think of. Uh Cody maybe got a couple punches in. That was it. That was Drop really- kick, power bombs. He beat the shit He's out this like, man. He
2: made, you
0: know, they put him over so
1: strong. on, strong, um, Even stronger after the match. Cuts the amazing promo. You guys are the reason that I'm like this. You guys didn't believe in Dark Order. You didn't believe in me. You made me an animal. They didn't believe in me. And they got me here. Now I'm a monster. And I'm a monster for AEW. That was a direct shot. The wording of it, you could take it for storyline purposes. But the wording of it was perfect. Like yep. I was always a beast. Yep. But now you have me unleashed over here because you didn't think I could do this. I'm going to be a beast here in AEW. And the belt is good on him. He took the pieces of the old belt, just like he said he would, gave it back to Cody, but he threw it straight in his face. What do you guys think about this real quick?
0: They did a good stretcher job and actually put somebody on the stretcher like you would in a real-life situation. It was a great squash match. Mr. Brody Lee looked strong as hell. I've always believed in the dark order. Now this is my confirmation.
2: Hashtag join the goddamn dark order. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like we're missing out certain spots of this of this Emmy segment. Um one one of the things that we gotta mention was that um Brody Lee, he put him in the stretcher. They were taking him out and everything while they were celebrating. The Dark Order was coming towards the ring. Um what else? Uh, as they were taking, Ar- Ar- Arn Anderson decided to finally do something. Arn Anderson, finally yeah. I mean, he's been banned for and, to, to fight
1: numerous somebody. episodes of K-Fa bad for just standing out there and doing nothing. He's
2: he been banned. Finally, time after time. What
1: was what was telling to me about this whole thing was the fact that the elite did not show up for Cody. Not one member of the elite showed up. The Nightmare Family showed up. The they Night got the ass did Not show up. The, the
2: Nightmare, Nightmare family got, 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 got fucked up. They Fanny got up and, and, and and out. Out. They yeah. They got beat up and and pulled out. Yeah, like they got drug, drug out. Five.
1: Brandy showed up and then got choked out by Anna J, the what? new member of the Dark Order. So, Dark Order strong. All a hundred of them standing what, 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 strong on the I, ramp. I,
2: I would have liked to see Coke Cabana come out and smack uh Cody Rhodes out.
1: So overall, what do you think about this episode of Dynamite?
2: Was, I really enjoyed it. It was good. There honestly, was good. I enjoyed it.
1: It distracted me from TakeOver 30. Honestly, I had to go back and like really think about the beginning. But AW's that show, man, whether it's on Wednesday, whether it's on Saturday or next week, it will be on Thursday. I think it was great. But we could do this all day. Yeah, we can. Uh, where can they find you, Rich? They can
0: find me at the Richie Moon Show on all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, podcast. You can find me at KFave Avenue on Instagram, YouTube.
2: Join our Facebook group. You know, like, share, subscribe. On the Follow
1: the KFave Avenue Twitter. Focus, where can they find you?
2: You can find me at www.jointhedockorder.com You can
1: find me at Kayfabe underscore AJ on Instagram, as well as, like Richie said, at the Facebook group. Join, like, share, subscribe on our YouTube Comments. Give us your ideas. And uh, this has been AJ. This has been Mr. Richie Moon. And that's been Focus. Kenny, take us home.
0: Bye. (laughs) And good night. Bye.